0: Today we're joined by Belita from California in the United States who's going to share with us her chronic pain story. Thank you for joining us today, Belita. Thank you so much for letting me speak today. I want to share my story. Okay. Well, you tell it in your way, in your own words, and I'll ask questions as we go along. Okay. Because today is my two-week
1: anniversary Of starting LDN at zero point seven five milligrams, two days later, half the pain went away. Three days later, all the pain away went away. After thirty five years, oh wow! I feel like I'm in my twenties because that's how old I was in my twenties. I have a lot more energy. I'm just waiting for my gray hair to turn black, and I will declare LDN the fountain of youth. (laughs) So. This is amazing. And I want to share this with so many people. I I know everybody's experience is gonna be different, but I'm a retired physician. I was a pediatrician for many years. In fact, two months after I finished my pediatric residency, I slipped a disc in my back and I've been in chronic pain ever since then. My first month of private practice, unbelievable, lying down in between patients because of pain. And at that time, they discovered that not only did I slip a disc in my back, but that I had an abnormality in my spine, which is called spondylolisthesis. And this was in the late 80s. It was actually the same time a very famous singer, Gloria Stefan, broke her back. And they wanted to put rods in my back, just like the, the musician did. And at that time, if you put rods in your back, you had to be on bed rest for a year, and had multiple blood transfusions, which were just beginning to be screened for HIV. So I said, pass on the rod. I'll see if I can live with it. I lived with it for 35 years.
0: <laughs> Goodness.
1: Yeah, but I did, I did have the disc repaired. But, you know, once you have a mechanical abnormality, you know, the toe bone is connected to the ankle bone, it's connected to the knee bone. It's a domino effect. So over the 35 years, I never did get the rods. Over the 35 years, my facet joints in my lower back got involved. My hip joints got involved. It was just a deterioration of my entire musculoskeletal system just because everything is connected to each other. In, um, in the last two years, everything grew much worse because hard as I tried, I did get a COVID infection, which inflamed everything to the 11th level and i ended up being on a walker um all kinds of walker all kinds of canes and i didn't realize how much use of the walkers i really leaned on it because then it injured my elbows my wrists and my thumbs so i used to say i'm good from the head up (laughs) to all my doctors and and because i'm hypersensitive to medications I have not been able to take NSAIDs, which would have been wonderful, but I would get gastritis and ulcers. Of course, I couldn't take aspirin. And and also because I've had two heart attacks caused by SCAD, which is short for spontaneous coronary artery dissection. It's the most common cause of heart attacks in women under the age of 50. Healthy women, usually postpartum, after working out or possibly related to hormones, because of that, um, you're limited in what kind of medications you can take or what you can even do. So basically, I've been on Tylenol, some Balta, and some some CBD tincture as my only medications. And I've had literally everything done to help with pain. I've had steroid injections. I've had experimental injections with platelet Um, plasma um, injections, I've had acupuncture, I've done meditation, mindfulness, all kinds of physical therapy, including TENS, trigger point massage, I've had spinal nerve blocks, um, and I recently have had radiofrequency ablations. Um, I'm sitting right next to my far infrared sauna. This entire house has far infrared belts, lamps. Um, I've had everything done. And so a couple weeks ago, when I went in for my annual physical, which is at UC Davis, my PMD talked about COVID infections with me. I'm a physician. So we talk about, we talk shop, And she had mentioned LDN to me. And I said, say what? Because <laughs> I'm familiar with naltrexone. And she was telling me how LDN was really wonderful for all her patients. She said the outcomes she's seen with her long COVID patients have been amazing. You know, that came from sending her patients to Stanford as well, where they also use LDN. And, and I was thinking about it. And so just by coincidence, a few days later, I had a video appointment with my pain management doctor. And I told her that you know, between my hip and my back and getting this injection there and that injection there and that procedure there and that procedure there. I said, could I try this LDN? And she she's like, oh. And um, she looked at my medication list because of course, certain medications can cause problems if you start taking LDN. And luckily for me, I was on extremely low doses of a blood pressure medication and a cholesterol lower medication, which I don't really have to have. But she said, that's low enough that we can go ahead and try it. You know We just have to watch for the side effects from those medications. And so you know, she you know called the prescription and over to Weis Belmar. I think you might be familiar with Belmar Pharmacy in Colorado. That's who they contract with. I got it right away. And um, like I said, I took it Wednesday night uh, two weeks ago. She told me, mm, "You know if you have some side effects, it'll go away." And oddly enough, The side effect I had, which I had to look up, is possible, was polydipsia, which is thirst. I couldn't, I felt like a camel. I couldn't drink enough water. I was constantly, I'm like, what, what? And then, you know, when you drink, then the other end. So I was up all night drinking and peeing, sorry. (laughs) But it lasted like 48 hours. But like I said, then I, I woke up. 36 hours later, because usually in the morning, I have to go through a ritual, of icing everything, then going under the far infrared lamps, and then, you know, moving everything slowly, like kind of like the Tin Man that needs an oil can from Dorothy. But when I woke up that Friday, I I thought I was dreaming because I woke up and I was moving my arm. And I said, what happened to my arm? But am I awake? What happened to my arm? Because usually I can't even move it. And then I was like, no way I was moving my arm. And then I thought, well, let's see the other arm. Oh, my gosh. And it was like, oh, my goodness, what is this? And but my hip and my back were still, you know, a little bit sore. I mean, yeah, they were still sore. There wasn't any difference. And I'm like, well, still got to work slow to go, you know. And then the next day I got up. And I got out of bed. Actually, I just got out of bed. Usually, there's all kind of like exercises, heating, but, you know, and I just got out of bed and I started walking and I had no pain. And what was shocking to me was that I had hoped there would be no pain, but the mobility was amazing. I had no idea I had that much immobility and stiffness for decades because I was walking around and I'm thinking, There's no pain, but what are my hips doing, swaying side to side? I'm like, am I doing the hula? I honestly don't even remember my body being able to do that. One of the hardest things for me to do in the last few years was even getting in and out of the driver's seat of the car. So I went over to my car because I can't lift my right leg. You know, I have to use both my hands to lift my right leg to get into the driver's seat. And, you know, I was a little nervous and I, I said, don't use your hands. And I was waiting for the pain and nothing happened. I got in the car, then I got out of the car, then I got in the car, then I got out of the car, then I got, the car, then I got in the car. And I'm like, uh, uh, pinch me. What happened here? My, my hands and wrists and elbows used to be so painful I couldn't open a Ziploc bag. So that was next. Open and close, open and close, open and close. Uh, I, I, I gave me my life back. I just can't get over it. And as a physician and a scientist, you know, it just, I read all about it and I'm amazed and so grateful that this has come about and that it's helped so many people. And that's why I wanted to do this because, you know, I'm a spokesperson, I'm a patient advocate and I've been telling so many people about it. I've told all my physicians about it because many physicians aren't even aware of it. And they want to know more about it. Uh, you know, I attended your seminar last Tuesday, which I thought was phenomenal and shared it with everybody. And the work that you guys do is is just amazing. Amazing, because I was hoping to find more information about it. And you guys are it. There isn't anything you guys haven't covered in the media in education and assistance and in all that. It's helped me. And so I'm hoping to help other people with this video Um, especially because um, with SCAD survivors, and there are survivors, I'm one of them, um, there can be a recurrence. And the thing is, um, I would say almost all of them, but I certainly was. Once you've had a dissection and a heart attack, it's different than regular heart attacks. We have clean arteries, most of us. But there's a lot of pain for, you know, you're constantly in pain, in pain. And, and I did see that LDN helps with anginal pain that's refractory to other medications. And I um, actually talked about this with my cardiologist. Dr. Tweet is the SCAD expert in, at the Mayo Clinic in the country. And she's never had a SCAD patient on LDN. I'm it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just, you know, I want to add SCAD to your list of autoimmune <laughs> inflammatory disorders so bad because I want to prevent a third SCAD in me. And, and in everybody else as the SCAD survivor, this, this is just amazing. You know, I, I'm so grateful that you guys are putting the word out and that you're continuing to do the research. I s- totally support that. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to give everybody false hope that in 36 hours they will be doing the hula, hula, but, um, happened to me. And, um, and I do know from watching that wonderful seminar on Tuesday, if you just, Be patient. I mean, what's another six months, 90 days after 30 years? If you can just be patient, just go slower, start lower, you'll get there, at least, you know, as an added, you know, pain relief to what you're already taking. It it means everything just to try it, you know, because I've I've read so many people. It's really sad. I read so many people. I don't know who's guiding them. So many people say, yeah, I tried it after a few days nothing happened. It's not Tylenol. <laughs> like who told you about it? <laughs> Are you Oh, what a shame. <laughs> what a shame. You know, so um yeah, I it's just I mean, it's really something to like I said the pain was one thing, but the mobility, you know, I know I don't look like a 20-year-old, but I feel like a 20-year-old. I, I can't believe how much my body is moving. And I, and I do, you know, it reminded me of when, you know, and I think this is why, years ago I injured my shoulder. And um, the doctor said, like, how, how, how high can you raise up your arm? And I said, well, just, just to this. You know, it's painful, but that's it. And it's not that it hurts more. I, I just can't lift my arm more. And he said, okay, let's see if the steroid injection hits the bullseye. Gives me the steroid injection. He goes, now raise your arm. And I went, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? And he said, it's the, the feedback. You know, your your body is going to actually say, it hurts. Stop it. You know, I don't hear anything. And I, I think that's part of what happened. You know, the LDN is, you know, getting all those endorphins going. And now the body is like, oh, none hurt. Well, let's do a Hulva. <laughs> let's walk like a normal person. That's just my theory, but that's what it feels like. You take that pain away and I'm not going to ignore it. I know I have underlying, you know, arthritic issues and I never got those rods, so I'm not going to go bungee jumping, but I can do a normal life. I can drive the car. I can sit. Sitting has always been the hardest thing. You know, I wouldn't be able to, to sit here very long. you just have to stand up and do a radio interview with you. But But, you know, I can sit, I can stand, I can walk, I can hike, I can get getting in another car. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's really hard to get into the car when it's that painful. You know, so many things getting in and out of a bed. I had to buy a specialized bed so that it was high enough so that I could get in and out and manipulate the legs. And it's not a hospital bed. It's just a specialized bed so that I can kind of get comfortable so I can sleep. Because the thing with any arthritic changes, especially if you're not moving, it's horrible getting up in the morning. So um, so now I just play with the bed, but I'm glad I have it. So um, yeah, I, Linda, thank you so much for saying, would you like to talk about your experience? Because <laughs> it's like, yes, I think I told you, absolutely, absolutely. Because if I can help just one person who watches this video, it means the world to me. So thank you, Linda thank you so much.
0: Well, I mean, 35 years is such a long time to to be in pain. Um, were you taking any opiate pain medication during that time? No, no, because I am really hypersensitive to medications.
1: So anything they would try to give me, you know, I had very severe side effects, you know, I would I would start throwing up. I would get nauseous. It would trigger vertigo and then the vestibular migraine. My doctors were always like, "Oh my God, what can we do with you? What can we do with you?" Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I don't even know if I had any with any of those surgeries. If they did, it was just during surgery. But and anytime they tried to give me something to take home. When I the last major surgery I had was in 2020 just before the pandemic hit and I had three titanium <clears throat> excuse me I had three titanium rods placed in my SI joint cuz it's sort of like a cracked plate and it was moving enough that it was causing a lot of pain and wreaking havoc with the rest of my body so it's kind of a new procedure not not anymore but it's called ifuse and so they put three titanium rods in there and of course they sent me home with some you know pain medications but I couldn't take it because it made me so sick. And and all I could do was I did have some CBD tincture. And that's what helped me get through. The CBD tincture was prescribed and managed for me by Dr. Hergenrather, who I happened to live in Santa Rosa at the time. And he's the national expert on CBD. So it was finely tuned for me. That was the only thing that helped me through those horrific... I mean, that's pretty major surgery. It was pretty horrific. But now... No, not, not. And I never drank alcohol. You know, um, Asians, I don't know if you know, we're very sensitive to alcohol. I mean, I think that's part of it, too. I'm Filipino. And so I think most anesthesiologists know that um, there's some kind of genetic component. We're extremely sensitive to medications. You know, whenever I've had to start medications, I'm on pediatric doses. You know, that's why even though the LDN was prescribed at 1.5, You know, they go 1.5. Let's start with that. And luckily they came scored because I know me (laughs) I'm like I'll try half first. And if I get problems, I'm going to cut that even more. But like I said, I, I, you know, when I started drinking a lot, I thought, well, you know, I told the doctor, she goes, it'll go away. Yeah, she's right. It went away. So it's been, you know, I think I'm just going to stay at 0.75. And then with the webinar on Tuesday, that's when I realized that I was waking up from that endorphin rush, which maybe that'll go away but it, work, it seems to work really great for me taking it in the morning. It's it just it's a phenomenal to me that it's that flexible, pretty much, you know, night would be great, but you can take it in the morning three times a day, four times a day, you know, your wonderful pharmacologist said QID would be great, but we can't get compliance there. And I go, well, that's right here. I'm the most compliant person you know, but I don't think I'm even going to get to that. I, I think this is where I'm going to be. So um, long answer.
0: No, no opioids. <laughs> well, where I was um, going with this was that with you being so ultra sensitive, you know, did you find 0.75 was the right dose to start with? But you have now told me your doctor initially said 1.5, which I think you're absolutely right. If you're sensitive to drugs and people are still sensitive to LDN, even though it's a small yeah. dose, it's still a drug. You know, you can't can't get away from that. I mean, we find mainly people with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue, they're the people that normally are ultra-sensitive to Mm -hmm. Mm LDM. But if you're ultra-sensitive to all drugs, you would still come under that category of being ultra-sensitive. So I think you may have had not such a good experience had you started on 1.5. Yes. You know, I, I've
1: had enough experience with literally every single doctor saying, this is the lowest dose. I know you're sensitive. This is where we're going to start. And without fail, it I would have horrific side effects. So in the last few years, I learned to like do half, do half of that. And I saw there's, you know, ultra low dose treatment too. So that I thought, let me go with half, you know, because I would know right away because I'm so sensitive. I would know right away how, how bad things would get I did I was really thirsty. I've never, you know, I actually, I'm a doctor. So I check my blood sugar just to make sure I didn't become diabetic by coincidence. But, but the LDN is going to help with the insulin resistance. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, 48 hours. But, well, I've never drank so much in my life. Although I was thinking, you know, I do need to drink more, but not all night long. <laughs> it's like all night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, after a couple of months, you might decide to go up and try two milligrams to see what I'm
1: doing. Yeah, what I'm doing now is, you know, because I am on those other medications, what I've noticed is that after about a week, because I'm on a very low dose of amlodipine, um, my blood pressure started dropping. And that's what my cardiologist, she said, I you know, I told her about that, and she said they both are metabolized in the liver. So you're gonna need to wean off that I wouldn't be surprised if you're gonna actually come off of that. And so I'm in the process, I'm kind of like being very careful with when I go up on the LDN, because I'm going to wean down on that amlodipine. And then I read many people with fibromyalgia. I mean, I didn't have that, but I saw that a lot of people in fibromyalgia are on Cymbalta. And then when the LDN helps them, they they transfer over. And then I realized um, that's why I was put on the Cymbalta, was for chronic pain, although I didn't have fibromyalgia. But it's also, a a, you know, SNRI, you know, it's a norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. And I noticed that it's also metabolized in the liver. I never really thought about that. And so I noticed that my blood pressure may have been high that whole time that, you know, I was on that Cymbalta. So I'm starting to like wean wean that down and, you know, I'm kind of like being really careful. And once I get down lower, because I'm a concern that if I take a second LDN, which I think it would be easier for me to just do it BID at least morning and evening, morning and evening. I don't want my blood pressure to drop because literally my blood pressure was like 140, 150 over like the high eighties. And two days, two days later, it dropped to 110 over 70. And, um, they don't want to get up and fall over. So, I mean, it's that, I'm like, oh, we're competing in the liver. So, uh, gotta be careful, but I think, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, That's about right. In a couple of months, I think I will be down off of all those medications actually. And then I feel like it would be a more even, you know, like it was every 12, you know, or at least twice a day because it's so short acting. I would like to have it more, more even, evenly, you know, evenly spread apart. Yeah, I think so. Who knows? Stay tuned.
0: (laughs) I'm flexible. Yeah. So with the scat, Um, We had, and you can actually go and listen to it, a cardiologist, Dr. George Yakos. He's Mm -hmm. of Greek origin and he's in in America too. And he did a fantastic presentation on cardiology and um, inflammation in the heart, et cetera, et cetera. And it was Mm -hmm. a fantastic webinar, which is On our website so that's um, something you might be interested in. So this SCAD, not knowing anything about it, never heard of it before, is, is that caused or one of the elements being high inflammation? Well so
1: there's two categories of causes. One is we don't know yet because that's where the research is and I'm on the SCAD registry because they're following me the other other part is, is known is that there's hereditary fibro um, FMD. Um, and so when someone does have a SCAD, they basically get a CAT scan of their whole body looking for these unusual blood vessels, which look like they're bumpy. And, and then that would be, that's the reason why. And, um in other cases, and again, it's mostly women. I mean, there are men, and, and it's been striking to me how some people, um, in the, since the pandemic, pandemic began, um, who had never had any cardiac issues before, um, had a spontaneous coronary artery uh, dissection after they got COVID. And so I, you know, that's so new, they're still researching that. What they have so far is they know that the, um, especially the postpartum women, which I, to me is heartbreaking, you know, women, women they, they just had their baby. And any time between the birth to like a month, to two months later, they have this event. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's devastating. And, um, and I used to think it had to do with, you know, all the pressure pushing down, you know, pushing out the baby, just because I I've also seen, and I know that, you know, weightlifters, women were weightlifters and, you know, depending on the cardiologist is there a restriction for SCAD patients on how much you can lift. But um, I know that, in my case, you know, I was 50. I did, definitely did not give birth. I wasn't 15. But it was through the menopausal period, which is very common. So there's some kind of hormonal association. But um, so that's all still in the works. But when I came across this LDN and how I was working with cardiac patients, I, I posed that to Dr. Tweet. And I said, Because I I know that a lot of patients I don't know if it would be the majority of them but myself we have curly coronary arteries I mean it's just as curly as my hair and so that's completely different than you know normal people and so they're you know that and high blood pressure just unzips that's what I like to say these are unzipping the arteries because the heart's fine actually the arteries are fine they're just curly looking or unless you have FMD so I asked her I said you know if this was inflammatory, gosh, the LDN would be really something because it's so anti-inflammatory, you know? So um, often, and, and like in my case, there's a preceding stress event. So um, or chronic stress. And so I feel like in my case, there's chronic stress, there's chronic inflammation, You know, you feel like this, this artery is already kind of curly. It just can take so much in that inflammation, you know, cardiac disease is kind of like all inflammatory anyway, and then boom, unzip. So I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful that this is going to make, make a difference because they already, they can tell, they could check family members. They know who has FMD they could look for that. I know Tuesday they were talking about that pharmacologist was talking about, you know, it should be in our water, but, you know, preventive use of LDN. That would be phenomenal to have you know pick up patients with fmd and and make sure they never have the scad ever if you put them on ldn i mean this this just like goes beyond this this is exponential where this ldn could reach you know so um you know like i said i've, I've had two i don't i have really want to have three i don't think um three is a three is the charm <laughs> <laughs> like three strikes you're out And, and then the thing is uh, the, the only thing you can do is you got to keep your blood pressure down. And with this LDN, you know, going through the liver and, you know, decreasing my blood pressure, because I mean, it's just a win, 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 Linda, (laughs) you know, I, I'm telling everybody, look, it's not going to cure anything. But if, if it decreases this inflammation that causes, I mean, if it decreases the pain, I mean, if it just does all this, it's just going to help everything, you know, because what if a hundred years from now, it turns out that absolutely every disease we have is either hereditary or inflammatory. There you go. I mean, what can you do about genes? But, you know. So, um. Yeah. I, you know, cause I'm as obvious, I'm a SCAD advocate. You know, I meet so many paramedics. Uh, I meet so many doctors. I tell them about that. And now, now I have two handouts, SCAD and LDN. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I go, <laughs> do you know about LDN? Do you, you know? So um, yeah. And, and when I, I was supposed to have a follow-up uh, appointment um, with my uh, PMR, my uh, paint, you know, my physical medicine rehab, Therapist who did the platelet-rich plasma injection, and I couldn't wait for my follow-up visit. I just told her, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you know we we have so many patients that just can't we can't help them enough, and we're starting to look at LDN." And I'm like, "Oh please do, <laughs> please do." I shared with her all my notes from Tuesday. I go, and this is just from Tuesday, <laughs> you know. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yes. Well how about next year this time we do another interview and see a follow-up a follow-up to see where you are I'd love that that. amazing
1: oh I'd love that oh because my hope my hope is this is going to mean something to the SCAD population and to. I mean I've reached out to so many people I know that have lupus and multiple sclerosis and Yeah, I'd like to be able to share their stories too, hopefully. I'd love to do that, Linda, absolutely. Can we make it Valentine's Day? It'll be
0: a date. Okay, yes. (laughs) Let's do that. But it was funny when you were saying about the car, I have MS and I was too ill to drive. But sitting in the passenger seat, and of course we sit on the opposite side than you do, and it was my left-hand side that was completely numb, pins and needles, so okay. I could get my bottom in the car. And I've already got my leg, my right leg in. And my left leg, I used to say, come on, lift, lift. Yeah. It, it wasn't painful, but the message wasn't get, getting through. Right. And I right. used to have to put, probably like you did, both hands underneath yeah. my knee and lift my leg in. And Absolutely. that was, to me, such a big deal, getting in the car and saying to my leg, lift. And it just lifted. Oh, so my God. I, I knew exactly what you were talking about, but not from the pain aspect, but of it not doing it. Right. You know. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's only been two weeks, so I still have to
1: catch myself because I'm I've, for years. I've been very careful about like how I step and how I move. And, you know, the other day I was going to pick up my cat and I thought, OK, like bend down, like, oh, wait, nothing hurts. <laughs> just pick <Yeah>. up Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to this new me or the old me or the never it was me you know who knows but um yeah oh thank you for sharing that cuz i mean it seems like such a silly thing but you know you take for granted in life what you can do until it's taken away exactly and then when it's given back it's it's such a gift right exactly you know oh my gosh oh yeah i just thought about that You're right you drive on the other side yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay well, Well, you know, for me, because I'm driving, it's tricky because I have to lift my right leg in but sneak it underneath the steering wheel. So that was the other part. I mean, I specifically bought a car because it would help me. It's the only car that that has elevated or has the ability to elevate the seats because that would help me. You know, the things we do, Linda, really,
0: (laughs) right? Exactly. Well, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. And please do keep sharing the word. Oh, I will. I will. I look forward to our date next year. Okay. Bye for now. Thank
1: you. Bye, Linda. Bye-bye.
0: Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.